Hey, good weekend to you. Welcome to Leading Edge. I'm Jerry Anderson. Good to have you guys along. I hope your Thanksgiving weekend has been and continues to be outstanding. In that vein, kind of a different kind of show today. As I was getting kind of nostalgic for Thanksgiving past, I started thinking about football. Because if you grew up around here, you know the Detroit Lions play football every Thanksgiving, always have. And long ago, they actually used to win some of them. <laughs> but life moves on for all of us. And ahead, former Rocket great Bruce Gradkowski on how his life's journey brought him back to Toledo and this year back to the football stadium. And right now, I want to, you know, when I was a young Lions fan, I got to tell you, I learned about a guy named Dick Night Train Lane. Ring a bell, football fans, you've heard it. A great defensive back. He punished people when he tackled them. I mean, he played 14 years in the NFL, all NFL, all pro, seven of those years. Um, Inducted into the Hall of Fame 1974, his 68 career interceptions, number two all time when he retired and still stands number four. He shows up on all the lists of top players in the history of the game. Well, his son, Richard Lane, is my guest. He's also making quite a name for himself now, not on the gridiron, gridiron, but on a bigger playing field. He is the only, as I read this, only full-time African-American lay evangelist in Catholic ministry and these days, he's doing so out of St. Pat's right here in Toledo. Mr. Lane, welcome. Um, yeah, Thanksgiving uh, around Northwest Ohio. It was Lions time. Tell me a bit about your dad. I mean, I know your parents divorced when you were quite young, but mm -hmm. you still have memories of dad. Yeah, I do. I mean, it was it was a tumultuous relationship when we were younger because, you know, it's like, you know, he was always gone playing Dick Night Train Lane. And I didn't know that dad was a celebrity uh, until probably until I got maybe 12, 13 years old. You know, you know, we would have friends over to the house. Uncle Sammy, Uncle Dean, Uncle Joe, um, you know, Uncle Jesse. These are all just uncles that would just come and hang out. I didn't know Uncle Dean was Dean Martin. I didn't know Uncle Sammy was this little short black guy with a patch on his eye, who used to dance and sing, Uncle Sammy Davis Jr. I didn't know Uncle Jesse used to run pretty pretty quick. No. Uncle Jesse Owens. I know how. I, I didn't know Uncle Joe was, you know, this this guy. I just thought they just named this this arena after him. In oh, Detroit. Joe Lewis? Yeah, because he was a nice guy. I didn't know he used to box. You grew you know, up around those guys because your dad was night train lane. By the same token, uh, Richard Lane, my guest here, it was your mom. In your words, I'm going to borrow from your words, who drilled yeah. <laughs> a sense of God into you. I mean, she was the one who regularly took you to church. And I'll point out, folks, yeah. a Lutheran church. Yeah. But it sounds to me like maybe it wasn't really connecting with you. At, I mean, you went because mom said you were going, right? Of course, yeah. yeah. I wasn't scared of my father. My father was ESPN and, and Sports Illustrated ranked the 100 most feared men to ever play the game of football. You know, it, dad came in number two <laughs> next to Dick Butkus. You know, I wasn't afraid of Night Train Lane. I was terrified of my mother. <laughs> so, yeah. When mom said do something, I said those two words to keep from getting a beat down, which was yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Smart man <laughs> you are. You did come. Yeah. Did military for six years. And I think it was maybe as you were preparing to leave, maybe for the military, your mom really admonished you to stay connected to church. And I think it was in those years. Now you're kind of out on your own. 
when you actually did start examining things of God for yourself? Yeah, it was it was late in life. Okay. You know, I was I was a worldly guy. Uh, I traveled all over the world. I'm just a regular guy. People try to hold me up as this holy. You know, only thing holy about me is my socks and my underwear. You know, <laughs> I'm just a broken, battered and bruised man who has, you know, done things and lived life. Uh, finally, in my mid to late 30s was when uh -huh. I really had an epiphany, if you will, where, you know, I said, you know what, I got to get serious with my faith. I have to get serious because everything around me was going through hell. I was going through my second divorce. Uh, I had lost some jobs. It was crazy. And I had nothing to fall back on but God and my faith. And I'm glad my mother instilled that in me. And basically, I just, I the Lord turned my life around. That is just amazing. And I believe you found your way to the Lord at a, at a Catholic service. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. I was, I went to a Catholic church and there was this lay person up there preaching one day. And, and I had been a, I had been playing around, you know, I'd been a, a pretend Catholic for 19 years. I was just going, fulfilling my holy day of obligation and, and just going and sitting in the back seat with the rest of the drunks and everything else after we had just come back from the club and everything else. And finally, he made an invitation and it impacted my life. He said, if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, if you want to, to try something new, if you want to change, if you want true change in your life, give God a try. And I want you to come forward right now and give your, give your life to God. And I did. And I've never looked back ever since. Richard Lane is my guest, the son of Dick Nitrain Lane of NFL fame. Uh, I'm going to take a break. Because I want to pick it up there. I mean, you're talking about altar calls and stuff like that. As a Protestant, that, that rings. That, I grew up on that stuff. <laughs> In a Catholic church. Yeah. In a Catholic church, no, no. I want to see how he got then from the altar into doing this vocationally. It's an amazing story. Richard Lane, hang where you are. This is Leading Edge. I'm back right after this. This is Richard Lane, Richard Lane Ministries. You say, wait, how'd we get there? I'm going to get you there right now. He is the son of um, NFL Hall of Famer Dick Nitrain Lane. Lions fans, you know Nitrain. Uh, okay, you left us. You had, you, had, you had just found, I mean, you had answered an altar call, for of all things, at a cap. You, you were sick and tired of being sick and tired. But then how, Richard, did how did things evolve leading you into serving God vocationally? I mean, you may have been a Catholic church, but you weren't a priest. You weren't a deacon. So how did, how did that get I'm there? still not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> through an invitation. Through an invitation. So I was invited to go out on the street corners and, uh, and pass out Bibles and just invite people to come into our church and to, to come and, 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 uh, and just be with us. And I was out there and I felt like somebody was, I felt like the Lord was calling, was calling me to say something. So I was like, what do you want? What do you want me to do, Lord? So I just started saying a, a Hail Mary. I said in our father. And then I began to talk about how good God was in my life. Mm. And then I started ministering to dope dealers, pimps, hustlers, and prostitutes. Then they started calling me evangelist. I was like, what is this? Uh, and so it was just a wonderful opportunity to be able to go out and start ministering. And I never thought that it would blow up into an international uh, ministry. 
Let's pick it up there. You led me nicely into my next question because you have traveled the world. You've spoken to huge conferences, men's conferences. You have Richard yeah. Lane Ministries. I visited it online this week. What is the message you carry and who is your audience now? My audience is anybody that will listen. Anybody that will listen. My message is love, change, encounter. That's what, that's what God wants us to do. We, you and I, Jerry, have to be that encounter of Jesus that will change somebody's life. You and I are the visible and the visible signal, the visible signal of God's love and mercy. And that's what this world needs. This world needs Jesus. This world needs light in the darkness of this world. And that's what I try to be. I'm nobody special. I'm nobody special, but I tell everybody about somebody who can change anybody. Wow. Now, are people open to hearing that message in 2021, 2022, fast approaching? Young people, yes. Mm. Young people, yes. I always tell people, if you're 50 years and older, my message isn't for you. My me because I'm 56. Many of us don't like to change. Many of us hate change. Young people want to be inspired. Young people want to continue to, to go out and to make that change. They want to do the impossible. They believe that they can do the impossible because they've seen it. And that's what we try to do is to let the youth know now is your time. Do you speak ex exclusively? I mean, you're a Catholic evangelist by, by trade, by title, whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah. Do you speak exclusively to Catholics? No, the Lord mm. has blessed me to preach in Baptist, non-interdenominational churches. I've preached in Pentecostal churches. So we've had a great time. I just, I'm, I'm just blessed to be able to go anywhere. How did you end up, end up a Detroit boy? End up at say I, I grew up in Heather Downs. Like I told you, a Protestant boy, but I went to Heather Downs Elementary School, the Boucher District, way back when. How did you end up at St. Patrick's of Heather Downs? Purgatory. That's it. Purgatory. <laughs> okay. Perfect weekend. You might as well get that out of your system too. Ohio, Michigan. He can't get the Michigan out of his blood. He just said purgatory. I know. To Toledo. I, know. I did a parish mission. Uh, I preached at St. Pat's of Heather Downs back in August, and it was yeah. just absolutely wonderful. It's a wonderful Catholic church. If you have a chance, you got to come check us out. Come visit us. Uh, we have mass at 4.30 on Saturday, 7.30, 9.30, 11.30, and 5 o'clock on Sunday. It's a wonderful church. It's truly a place to belong. They offered me this title or this job as director of evangelization, and, and I just threw some stuff out there, and they kept saying yes, yes, yes. And I was like, I prayed about it, and I said, Lord, why do you want me to go to Ohio of all places? <laughs> Haven't I done enough? I've preached in 18 different countries all over the world. I've preached on three different continents, Lord. Really? You're sending me to Ohio? Send me to Hawaii somewhere. <laughs> Send me to an island. But, um, you know, it's just, it's absolutely wonderful. The people at the church are wonderful. I God forgive me. I thought I'd never say this, but I'm starting to like people from Ohio. Really? You know, <laughs> God, God still works miracles, Richard. So maybe he does. <laughs> he really does. Leave my does. audience here on Leading Edge, if you would. 
with a brief, just a, a Thanksgiving message or thought, if you will, on this Thanksgiving weekend? You can make a difference. It's up to you and I to go out and to not only make a difference, but to be the difference, to be the change that you need to mm. see. Let's let's not talk about God. I'm, a lot of people don't even follow God. Just be a good person. Be a good person. Be the light in the darkness of the world. Be thankful for what you have. Be thankful for what you do. Right. And go out and tell somebody else, people, be grateful. My thanks to Richard Lane, the son of Night Train. Lane of football fame and these days carrying an important and inspiring message to anyone who will listen anywhere and working out of St. Patrick's of Heatherdowns right here in Toledo, which is in Ohio. <laughs> when I come back, I'm going to kind of continue the football theme with another longtime NFLer out of UT. Why this son of Western PA, who called several NFL cities home in his career, decided to make Toledo his home and why he's back on the gridiron. Bruce Bradkowski joins us next on Leading Edge. Hey, welcome back to Leading Edge. We're going to continue now with our Thanksgiving and football-themed show by welcoming a guy who, as they say, needs no introduction. Bruce Gradkowski starred at the University of Toledo before being drafted into the NFL, where he fashioned an 11-year career. Bruce grew up in the football-rich area of uh, Pittsburgh and Western Pennsylvania. Um, but post-playing days, he came back to Toledo to put down roots and set up shop business-wise. Good to see you, Bruce. Happy Thanksgiving week to you. I, I, I obviously could never play at your level, but playing football games on Thanksgiving with my cousins in my aunt and uncle's front yard out on the farm where they lived in Wood County are among my favorite Thanksgiving memories. How about you? Football and Thanksgiving kind of synonymous? No doubt about it. Two of my favorite things, eating and watching football <laughs> or playing football. So <laughs> Jerry, it's always good to be with you. I appreciate you having me on and sure. you know, happy Thanksgiving to you and everyone and a lot to be thankful for during this time and being with loved ones and so forth. And man, I remember those days though. And unfortunately, I'm 0-2 on Thanksgiving. When I was with Tampa Bay as a rookie, we lose to Tony Romo and the Cowboys. Okay. Uh, and then I was with the Raiders a few years later in 2009. And once again, lost to Tony Romo and the Cowboys <laughs> in Jerry Jones' new stadium. But it was pretty special to be able to play on Thanksgiving. So that was always fun. Uh, you talk about being thankful. I, I looked it up. I had heard this and it is true. Average NFL career, 3.3 years. You were out there, as I say, for over a decade, like an 11, 11 year career. Uh, that's something to be thankful for. What was the key to your longevity? Wow. I mean, you it, get it banged goes, up a lot too. <laughs> it goes fast. And, and I can't believe that. And, you know, I'm very fortunate because I look back and there's a lot of people that have more talent and ability than me. Uh, but man, it's just, it's just everything aligning and, you know, number one, keeping your faith and, and staying strong in that. And, you know, the most important thing probably Jerry in my career is continuing to focus what I can control, you know, focus on what I can control. But because at the end of the day, sometimes we, we our focus steers too much on things that are out of our control. And that brings us down. We worry too much. What can you can control? You can always control your attitude, your effort, and your preparation. And those were th three things that I've always focused on. And that's what I tell the guys at St. Francis now. So I was very fortunate to play that long. Uh, I think knowledge is one thing, but experience, yeah. uh, that shows you and, and teaches you that, hey, this worked. 
Uh, so now it's my time to kind of try to give back and help guys to get to where they want to go. All right. You jumped ahead to where I wanted to get to because, yes, he has just completed this fall. You accepted the head coaching position over at, uh, at St. Francis. I've read about your background when you talk about uh, the, the coaches have had so much influence on you as a youngster over there in Pennsylvania growing up and the influence they had on you. And you've been around coaches for your entire life. And they're not all the same. But you had to have an idea what it would be like to be a head coach. And I'm wondering how the experience now, the reality, compared with what you expected coaching to be. Oh, wow. Well, I have, I have a lot of respect and appreciation. Not that I didn't before, Jerry. Uh, yeah. But I'll tell you what, the margin of victory is so thin. Mm -hmm. And now being on the other side and not actually having the ball in my hand, uh, playing the game and having an influence that way, now I have to teach in, in – you know, the, the players uh, are, are a part of that outcome and, and helping to steer the victories. And, uh, you know, it's it's been a blast. I had a ton of fun this year. But like you talked about, I mean, a lot of guys that I've been around through my career back from when I grew up, my dad coaching me yeah. to, you know, my high school coaches and appreciating how much they do and realizing when I got older, oh, wait, that wasn't their full time gig. You know, <laughs> they they had to go out and work before they came to practice. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, Tom Amstutz and Toledo and Rob Spence. Uh, and then going through the NFL and, you know, being under Gruden. Uh, Mike Tomlin, I learned so much from. Marvin Lewis. Uh, so, so many good coaches, Tom Cable, that I took from. And, and I'm a big believer that you can lead in so many different ways. There's guys that are outgoing and personable. There's guys that are stern, strict, and quiet. Uh, but I always encourage guys, lead your own way. You don't have to be someone yeah. you're not. And I just try to remember that, and I just try to lead the way I know how and that I can. Well, you talk about those coaches as an indication. You played in like a half dozen different cities, so you're exposed to different towns. You come from Western Pennsylvania, but then when it's time to finally stop playing, you end up putting down your roots in your college town of Toledo. And I'm wondering what prompted or what led that decision. Well, Jerry, you know, the wife calls the shots. So <laughs> I met, here you go. I met my beautiful wife, Miranda, here Miranda. in Toledo. And uh, she's from Tiffin. And, you know, we, we really, we've always loved Toledo. And when I got drafted by Tampa Bay, I went there for a few years, you know, bounced around the NFL for 11 years. And when we got married in 2011, we needed a home base. And Toledo was that home base for us because, number one, the community of Toledo has always been great to me. I mean, it just, it's always felt like home. That town I loves this, you. There's no doubt. Your town loves you. Yep. Well, and I appreciate that. And, and because this is when you grow up, you know, I'm an 18 year old kid coming in from Western Pennsylvania. And, and then you get to Toledo, you meet your core friends and everything like that. And of course my wife. So we've just really loved the area and every, every city we've been, we've, we've loved San Francisco, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, uh, moving around. But at the end of the day, it's like, man, there's something about Toledo. It's pretty special to raise a family. And now we're fortunate to have, you know, three beautiful kids, Lily Roman and Lincoln, eight, six and four. So God bless my wife, Jerry. If she was a, a, an all star and an all pro, no. uh, I don't know if I'd be coaching right now. That's fantastic. Uh, everybody knows about your restaurant, Social, the gastro pub, they call it out there across from Levis, Perrysburg. But I read about something. I don't know if my viewers know about this, and I want them to. The the enterprise that you, I think, started are involved with over in, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I started a, a hospice company, hospice. Pilgrimage Hospice, uh, probably like five, seven years ago. 
uh, I was still playing football. I was playing for the Steelers. My wife's uncle um, uh, helped me start this and we get, got it off and, and going. And it was, I always wanted to be involved. I mean, I was involved with the restaurants. We, you know, started that from scratch and, and I love, you know, startups. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's cool to see the process and how it grows. And, um, but I wanted to be more involved in impacting families and communities and, and hospice is a, a special time, you know, not only for the patient, but the, for the families to have that extra support. And it was a, a blessing to be able to start that in Pittsburgh and just be a part of a team that at the end of the day, this is a, a nurse, an aide, a social worker. This is their calling in life. It's not just a job. And I just really appreciate that. And, you know, I talk about all the time doing what you're passionate about doing and, and they sure do that. And, you know, with uh, ProMedica and Mercy around town here, I mean, they do a phenomenal job. So it's just, it was cool to start that. And um, now I'm steering back into the football side of things. So that's what I'm excited about. That is fantastic. Well, I wanted to catch up with you. I want to thank you for being part of our Thanksgiving show. We got away from the politics this week and talked about some of my favorite things, uh, football and faith. And, and, and it's fantastic to get the update from you. Best to Miranda, three kids, and continued success. We'll be following you over at St. Francis, too. Tell Father Rose I said, hey. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Jerry. Have a good Thanksgiving. I appreciate you having me on. All right, Bruce. Take care, and I'll be right back. Hey, I want to thank all of my guests for being with us today. Uh, very thankful for you joining us every week for Leading Edge. Have a great week ahead. We'll see you next week on Leading Edge.